This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 503. Discover the motivators that drive your biggest successes with Kevin Miller. Good morning and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I speak with Kevin Miller, host of the Self-Helpful Podcast and author of the new book, What Drives You? How to Discover Your Unique Motivators and Accelerate Growth in Work and Life. Let's get to it. All right, and welcome back to the 5A Miracle Studios, and I'm here with my amazing guest, Kevin Miller. Uh, Kevin, welcome to the show. And thanks for having me on. I feel like, I mean, we've already been talking. I'm, I'm just on my own show. You know, it's no different. We're, <laughs> we're talking about the same awesome stuff. I'm honored, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, certainly. I think it's always great to connect with other people who I think... If I'm correct about this, we'll dig into it. You and I share a lot in common, especially in the worlds of personal development, with podcasting, with all kinds of great topics, you know, healthy habits, these things I love to discuss on this show. Um, and so the the topic of today's show is going to be about your new book. Uh, but before we get to that, I do want to back up a bit with your story, um, specifically in regards to a little bit of your story as a pro athlete, uh, but more importantly, kind of where personal growth uh, came into your world, when it hit your radar, because I know from... From my experience of that, I was a guy who like before personal growth and then I discovered it and there's the Jeff Sanders after. Like it really was pivotal for me in terms of my career and my own growth as a person. So when did that hit for you and, and what impact has it had for you? Man, I wish I had a, a more profound story with that, Jeff. I, I grew <laughs> up I grew up in it. My so oh, really? I mean, the story starts with my my parents and really even my dad. Uh, he was his parents were Amish the full on oh, wow. horse and buggy. So that's my dad. That's his parents. They were born. Now they, they came out of that, you know, living the Amish lifestyle, but still a very conservative Mennonite was, you know, was the religion of that. His dad was a Mennonite pastor. So he grew up on a farm and, you know, at some point he gets this, uh, little 45, if people remember what those <laughs> are, uh, of Earl Nightingale, the strangest secret. Love that one. I saw an email from my dad today. He's, he's a well-known guy about that. And that started his journey of going, wait, you know I mean? I can, I can think more and be more than just what my upbringing has shown me and whatnot. So he goes to off to school, which he wasn't supposed to do and studies psychology and comes out and, and gets involved with people like Earl Nightingale and Dale Carnegie and Zig Ziglar and starts personal growth. So I'm the guinea pig, man. I'm his kid. And I was an only child for seven years. And, you know, dad's coming home with the next personality profile or the next, you know, message he's heard. And when I get out of line, literally true story. And he said this on an interview recently, uh, told some people and he says, yeah, when Kevin would, you know, be a little out of line, we, he had an attitude adjustment and make me listen to Zig Ziglar tapes. No lie. <laughs> you think I would hate this stuff, you know, but I, but I grew up and that was the expectation that you are to pursue bettering yourself, getting more out of yourself. And, mm. you know, there, there's, I, I got good and bad on all that, but obviously, you know, it was given to me. So that was kind of an expectation and it is what inspires me. And I think also gives me hope because without the hope mm. that I can do something better then I'm, we always are in a place that we would rather you know, was, was better than it is. So I, mm. I love having that thought ingrained that meant I can do something about it. 
That's awesome. The fact that you grew up in it, I find I'm, I'm so jealous of that. You know, it's one of those cases. I've got two young girls and, you know, it's, it's clearly a mission for me to make sure that they're instilled with a lot of these same values and and really care about these things in a way that, you know, can be transformative for them as they grow up. So I think it's incredible you've had that uh, for so long. Um, so let's dig into your, your new book, which is called What Drives You? How to Discover Your Unique Motivators and Accelerate Growth in Work and Life. I really like this topic. I had a guest on my show years ago. I think it was Todd Henry who talked a lot about some of these similar ideas of like where motivation comes from yeah. like where you discover your drive for things. There's a um, Brian Tracy, you know, a personal development guy as well. Uh, I talked a lot years ago. I heard a, a CD from him. This is aging me as well. A CD from him where he was talking about hunger and he was like are, asking, are you hungry for success? And I was thinking like, I don't think I have hunger. I'm not sure what that even means. But the more that I've kind of lived in this world, the more that seems to me to be more aligned with, I think, what maybe you're hitting at here on, on the drive and motivator. But maybe you can explain more of what that is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was always an, of interest to me, Jeff, of looking at, you know, why are some people driven, so to speak, and others aren't? And you had this idea that it's just something you get like red hair and blue eyes <laughs> and tall or whatever you get driving. And so, you know, so Bobby over here, you know, he's super driven and, you know, Johnny's just not bummer. You know, he got the short end of the stick. And yet I saw these testimonies that really defied that, you know, so here's somebody on the couch, you would say, ah, bummer. They just didn't get any drive. They got the, again, short end of the stick. And then something happens. There's some reason, some, whether it's a little dawning or they get a, a bad, you know, a heart attack happens or they get a bad health diagnosis or somebody dies or something shifts in their life. And, and seemingly overnight, they become driven and you know, they didn't, they didn't go, oh, I think I need to be driven. So I'm going to go listen to self-help podcasts for the next <laughs> decade and go to school and something triggered. And it got me to realizing, well, testimony shows that apparently we have drive in us. I, I just saw it over and over and over again, these shifts that would happen. We have drive in us. Some people just haven't found that thing to trigger you know, what's already inside. And so that's what got me interested. And yeah, what does cause people to, and I, and of course, you know, I got the books behind me of the people on my show. I've had, I don't know, I think we're reaching like 250 people now. These influential people like Brian Tracy, I had him hmm. on my show and hearing their stories and hearing, man, it wasn't usually some big thing that happened. It wasn't some death sentence or some, you know, some big thing. It was just kind of a little looking around of going, well, this isn't looking too good. Maybe I should do something. And they make us change and they go forward and they do something. So it got me looking at you know, what makes up drive and you're know, coming down to it. It's, I think it's knowing your values. It is. It's understanding. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you value? That's what my book became about. Hey, let's do an audit. Let's walk through your life, figure out what you authentically value. When you know that drive just kind of sets itself up. Hmm. Yeah, I think that that's that's been true for I know for me I, I didn't have the heart attack story or the major life events in that sense. I think for me driving and from that perspective kind of came from identifying here's somebody else doing something that I want to do, and yeah. when I would see that, all of a sudden I have this motivation to to copy them. It was a very like just you know lazy way to say I'm just gonna reverse engineer what they're doing and then try it for myself. And then I would find motivation, really strong motivation, a lot of times in that effort of just copying someone else. Yeah. You know, it's, 
I do know Donald Miller. He's an author. Oh yeah. Okay. So I've, I've been a fan of his for so long and in his book, a million miles in a thousand years, he talks mm-hmm. about going to not the film school, but like us, it was a script type school. And he came out and said, or what he was taught is a good story. So something they're going to make a movie, a book about a book about whatever. So, but a good story is a character who wants something and overcomes conflict to get it. Makes sense. You look at all the movies, that's it. If they want oh, yeah. something, they just get it. It's not a good story. They got to overcome conflict. But you come back to want something. And that was really the impetus mm-hmm. of the book, man. I, it was from my older kids and realizing, I just want them to know what they want. But mm-hmm. then you talk about reverse engineering. I thought, well, gosh, how do you know that? And, and it, that's what brought me back to values. I mean, without having some internal set of values, then why would we want anything? If you don't have any values, then why the hell get off the couch? I mean, there's just no reason. And yeah, going back to my story, I I was grateful to grow up in an environment of values. Doesn't mean I shared the same values, but it was kind of like by proxy. Well, of course you have things that you value, you believe in that you want. And then I see the culture today and the increase in depression and despair and apathy and whatever, and people just don't want much. I think especially not to go off on that tangent, but you know, I think the, I'm holding up my phone. You know, the devices we have, we can get our little dopamine hit, and it keeps us away from a deeper want. But man, mm. when we figure out what we want, like you said, so you saw somebody, but you still had some desire that said, "Okay, you know, sitting on the couch watching Netflix is kind of boring." I think this dude just went after and did something. Ooh, I want that, so I'll follow him. It still came after that want, so I'm trying to wake up that want in people. Hmm. Yeah, there was a lot years ago. I had this realization that I was too comfortable. I mean, to their point about even looking at social media, and I was this, you know, laying on the couch watching Netflix is like by definition what comfort is to me. It's like you have this very. I do enjoy. I do enjoy. It's great. I do it almost every day. It's not like it's terrible, but it's it is one of those that if I have too much comfort. You know, I, I kind of labeled it before in one of my podcasts as comfort being the enemy of greatness. Like it was the it's the thing that holds me back the most. And if I have less comfort, it probably means I'm pushing myself more, which probably means I'm pursuing things I want more. And so I just that's been a trade off for me is trying to make sure the balance between comfort and growth is an appropriate balance. Like I'm not going to have no comfort, but I'm also not going to be just on the couch all day. So it really is that sense of like, how do I find that rhythm for me? I know I love the juxtaposition of that comfort. I wrote down what you said, comfort as the enemy of greatness. I think so. And yet, yet we tend to here in the self-help industry that you and I are in, we kind of get the, and I don't want to pick on the dude. I don't know him personally, but David Goggins, you know, you got to get that. And you kind of get that feeling of comfort, spit on comfort. (laughs) I mean, dude, I, I love comfort. I, yeah. I, I like that. We're seeing that meme uh, or that thing about they think go big or go home, and they say people don't understand how much I like home. I'm thinking, <laughs> no doubt. I mean, I'm at my studio now, but I'm going to go home tonight and have dinner and a glass of wine, and I and maybe watch something. I love comfort, but yeah, but then I'm going to wake up in the morning, and I want to go do something and pursue the greatness. So I appreciate you pulling that out, and yeah, I think we can get caught in the comfort. I can't. I, I realize I. My comfort, I mean, you'll appreciate this, uh, you know, you're, so you're a marathon runner. Mm. I mean, don't you, if I, if I don't do anything today, physically, I'm not physically active and I have a good meal tonight, I'll enjoy the meal, but man, the night of a, after a marathon, <laughs> oh, dude, that's the best meal, meal ever. 
and a best meal ever. No doubt. I'm already yeah. looking, I got a big, I got a big, huge endurance event coming up and I'm already looking forward to dinner afterwards. <laughs> you know, it's going to be dinner and drinks with the oh, guys yeah. Yeah. and that's yeah. going to be probably more fun and epic, you know, than the, than the actual suffering we're going to do out there in the mountains and stuff. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. But again, it goes back to knowing something that you want and clarifying that. And at the, and at the bottom of that, I think, again, it's just values and values is just mm -hmm. not a sexy word. It's not something that I think it should inspire us, but it's just kind of like, Oh, it's so deep and complex, you know, but it, it is at the bottom of that, of, of having something that you value. So I really, that's the work of the book is trying to get people to really have permission to let go of the cultural values and the values that their parents had and the whatever, and in maybe just question them for the first time. I think we don't tend to question them go, gosh, do I really want that? Mm -hmm. Even the big ones, man, do I want to, I mean, I, I'm married almost 30 years. I got a hundred kids. I've got the whole, you know, American dream type thing. And yet I want people to, I want my kids to question, do you really want to get married? You don't have to, mm -hmm. it's not a requirement to be a whole person. A lot of great people never got married. How about kids? Don't have to. I did that. I love my kids. It's a crap load of work. I, I don't fault anybody for not having kids. I would like to live a life of like, if I come back, I want to do a life without kids and try that, you know, but to question those things go, what do I want? What do I care about financially? What do I care about for my health and wellness for me? Not just for yada, yada. I mean, that's, that's really it. I think it's freeing. It's the testimonies. It's freeing for a lot of people to be able to say, gosh, I'm going to step back. What do I value in and of myself? I've never thought about it. And it sounds so pithy and elementary, but we don't. Me too. It's part of my story. A lot of stuff. I'm just going and driving hard, driving fast. Don't know where the hell I'm going. <laughs> What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Yeah. 
find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and Beaches Vacation.com. Yeah, there's a lot there, man. Uh, yeah, I think that it's, it's been so true for me and people I've worked with is that there's this sense of I, I want more out of life and I find myself maybe and this is the opposite angle. Like there's the angle of people who maybe they're on the couch too much. And then what I tend to experience, people that I work with are the opposite. They're the high achievers who are overprogrammed, who have a thousand goals, but only have time for one of them. And there's that sense as well of of clarity and to, to reduce things, to remove things from your life. Like, do you have any thoughts around I mean, this idea of values and maybe focus as well? Like, what do you do in a world when you have too many options? You have too many, stim, you know, too much stimuli, too many things to choose from, and you can whittle that down and just focus on I mean, a few select things that really move you. No, it's a great question, Jeff, because even in that, uh, that's, you just talked about the people you work with. They're, you know, they're, uh, I, I always refer to them as aspiring people, uh, aspiring people. I had Arthur Brooks on the show recently and he talks about them as strivers, you know, but that's mm -hmm. the audience. It's obviously listening to our shows. Otherwise they'd be listening <laughs> to some true crime show or, you know, entertainment stuff. And it can also look tiring. Like, mm. oh my gosh, do I have to strive for something every day? Do I have to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, like every, in some sense, everybody wants to be driven, but then you can also go, I mean, I'm so tired of that. And dude, I get that. I mean, at some point, you know, we're, I'm going to come back to values. If I know what my values are, it helps me narrow down. I remember this, Jeff, back when I was, I mean, a decade, uh, it's been more than about a decade ago, I guess. And I had this organization helping people pursue self-employment and I'm so I'm working with people who lots of opportunities. Man, this dude's starting this business. This person's involved with that, and I start getting anxious. Like I should, I should probably be involved in all of them. You know, I'm gonna miss out. <laughs> and, and then I finally came back, and I think somebody helped me. And I wish I could give them credit, but it, it was it was with some discussion of going. I'm doing what I want to do. It's mm -hmm. doing well. Just let it go. Let that person have their drink. I don't have to be, I don't have to worry about every opportunity. And I find myself there. So I want to be driven. I've always been a pretty driven person for good and bad. I've driven <laughs> myself to some wrong places. I've driven myself too much doing too many things. So now my drive is I want to be driven. I want to progress. I want to grow and, and, and evolve. I also want peace. I have a greater drive today for peace. So sometimes I'm using my drive to say no. And just, I was joking with this recently with one of my kids who helped me learn this. I was the dad who would say, dude, don't just sit there, do something. And he taught me to dad, don't just do something, sit there. And so I'm trying to take my drive to go, okay, instead of trying to get another PR on my run or my ride, I had a good buddy that I do a lot with these days. And he's like, dude, how about stop at this high mountain lake and actually experience it. Okay. I'm so I'm I'm driven now to do that. So I still drive, mm -hmm. still progress, but I want some peace and some drive to say, we just did a series on boundaries. I'm gonna be driven mm -hmm. to say, 
not to I saying no, I still hate that terminology, but to, you know, I don't have to take advantage of op every opportunity. I can't do everything. So the drive to know what I'm about, my back to values, and then what I'm not so that I can get rid of all these kind of the good to great concept, you know, mm, yeah. say no to the good. Again, elementary stuff. I've been talking about it for years, not doing it well. Right. And so trying to shift my drive to help me do that better. You know, the first thing I thought of when you're mentioning this idea of ambition and peace is exactly why I love to run the trails because it gets me outside, which I find to be very peaceful. And also the outdoors is incredibly challenging if you want to be physically active in that space. And so for me, like I live in Nashville, I've got great trails all around me. I run them as much as I can. And every single time that I do, it's this immediate experience of, I need this so badly. Like, it's like a soul refreshing experience. And like, not just because I'm more physically healthy, but I'm like, I'm mentally more clear. I'm more creative, more enthusiastic. I just, it's impossible for me to not talk up going outside more because it's just, it is my thing and I do it. And then everything else is better. And it's just this remarkable transformation. A hundred, you know, we track on that one, man. It's, you said yeah. soul refreshing. I, you know, often be out and go, this is, this is my soul vitamins, you know, mm. to be out in this stuff right now and figuring out, yeah, even that, what inspires you? I love talking with guests. You're going to be on my show soon and we'll talk about some mm. of the stuff. Just what do you do that just inspires you like that? I'm out on the trails. Now, is it exercise and physical fitness? Yeah, but I just, that's not even on my radar these days. I'm going out to play, man. It's like the playground. Yeah. It's yes. like, uh, it's even medication. So, and sometimes to be honest, sometimes it's, you know, I've got a therapist who sometimes say, Kevin, you know what? Sometimes don't sometimes actually sit there and feel <laughs> something, especially if it's hard and sit what does in that it. Mean? Don't, I, I don't get that. <laughs> I know. I know. What is this foreign language? This abusiveness. Uh, yeah. But you know, I, I do, I go out there to, to, to medicate as well. I mean, you know what you said though, Jeff, wanting more out of life. It's, I know, I, I find that these days it can strike people wrong because it sounds like, shouldn't I be grateful for what I have? And mm. I, I think that's valid. I want to do both. I want to be okay here and now with myself, with my life, be grateful and stuff. But man, if I'm not, I almost feel like a bad steward of my life if I'm not taking what I have and seeing what can I do more with it. And it's also just freaking boring. To wake up in the morning and go, yeah, you know, I've, I've literally heard this. I've got, I've got a good amount of friends who have just, you know, they've already cashed out. People, some of them younger than me, they've done mm. whatever in business, they've cashed out, they don't have to work. And a lot of them kind of find it troubling. Like, mm. I just, I don't know what to do. They'd rather, and so they're looking for something. And yet without the financial need, it's hard to be sometimes motivated enough to, to, to go out there, but we want something. Nobody wants to just sit there. I mean, it's like the retirement thing. It doesn't look oh, yeah. good. You know, you retire after and then go play golf every day. And generally you just lose your health and, you know, peter out. And I think I, I don't, the day that I'm stopped, I'm not productive. Uh, you know, I've already told my kids, there's this cliff on trail Ridge road. I'm riding off of that at about 60 miles an hour. <laughs> I mean, what, what yeah. I want to, I want to be interested and curious every day. Oh, and that is, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I do want to, I try, I find myself more and more trying to frame it around that as a, and, but having grace for those who are over here feel like they're just striving, striving, you know, working, being driven and driven and, you know, driving them crazy that no, man, it's just, we, let's find it in peace too. And that can be a hard mm. tension sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I've heard so many stories, of, especially of entrepreneurs who, you know, for the first time in their lives are making more money than ever and they're more miserable than ever. 
because the balance doesn't exist. They're just, there's nothing. It wasn't what they wanted. You know, that, I think that's a huge part of what I've experienced over the years is I set out, I aspired to something. I got the something I wanted. And I was like, really? That's, that's it. That's what I got for this. And it, it, that, those experiences are like really highlights me. I'm going to go back to the, the trail running thing, as opposed to me pursuing something that actually does fill me up. And those pursuits yeah. are meaningful. And I've been personally like on a journey to figure out like what, to the point of values, what does actually fill me up? Where should I be in that space where if I achieve something, yay or nay, I don't really care. The pursuit of that was what I wanted. Like the journey to get there was the point. And I feel like that for me has been much more of my pursuits now as opposed to earlier. Totally agree, Jeff. It gets me into thinking about, I, I think more about the why. Again, values. Mm. So I want to, so here's the achievement. Here's the goal. Here's the pursuit. Okay, why? Well, so I can get X. Why do you want X? There's only one reason, you know, you want to run a marathon. There's something beneath that because you're not like winning awards or getting prize money probably. You know, so why do you want that? Why? So you want a, a Porsche. Why? I mean, there's a why underneath that, not to devalue it, but some, you know, I, I've, I've been playing around, probably won't do it, but even joking that, you know, writing the next book called the five levels of why, because everything mm. that we say, that's not it. It's right. underneath that and underneath that. And at the bottom, we're getting to some, well, I want to say we're getting to a value. A lot of times I feel like we, I really, we realize this is part of working through my book. You get to the bottom of what you're doing and realize the why is, oh, cause I'm just afraid of X because I'm. Mm questioning my own self-worth. I'm really doing this to feed my, my, you know, my fragile ego or whatever. And that's great to find out because you can maybe let that sucker go or realize I need a better reason for doing that, man, the peace from that. And, and, and just that the savings of time, again, that's part of my story of just driving so fast. Now I love waking up excited, curious, inspired, love that. I want to get, get in the car and drive in essence, you know, get, just go whatever and drive. But then sometimes realizing that, yeah, you get to the end and realize that it wasn't that fulfilling or that's mm. not really where I wanted to go. Or I don't even know why I was doing that. It was just a shiny object. Some of mine are that I don't have some grand thing. And I got to the end of it. I thought, well, crap. And then I'm, I, I kind of, you mentioned entrepreneurs. I think that a lot of, it's not totally fair. Cause some, I, I do know some people who just, man, they have an art for business. And mm, they enjoy doing deals. And that's great. The majority, in my experience, of, of the serial entrepreneurs that I know are people that don't really know what they want. So they're just going after that. That oh. was me. I mean, part of my bio is he started 19 businesses. Nobody ever asked why. So why did you start 19 businesses? <laughs> because you love business? No, man. It's because I just went after that thing. And then I went after mm -hmm. that thing. And mm -hmm. then I realized it had no fulfillment for me. So I went after the fulfilling thing over here, but I don't, I'm not really that good at business anyway. So there's no financial plan and we tanked that one. And so then I went to this one and it's not a great story. It looks mm -hmm. good on paper. Um, I guess it shows that I am good with starting things, uh, which I am. I'm not good at finishing things. Mm. Uh, yeah. And again, coming back to what, what is it that we want and why? You know, motive. I mean, we played around when I did the book, we played around with what do you want? Motive came to drive, whatever, but looking at, you know, what the, what called out to people. But at the end of the day, man, yeah, it's looking at what do you want and, and why I, I'm a fan of Simon Sinek. I'm sure everybody oh, knows yeah. Simon Sinek start with why now he really attributed that towards a business aspect, but it's a lot of that. Um, I, I, I give a lot of credit to his message. Start with why mm -hmm. we, we don't do that with us. We do it with business now. 
thanks to him, I think some, we still don't do it with ourselves. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. I mean, along those same lines of the idea of why I know that a lot of things that I pursue, we can use the marathon as an example or starting a business or any endeavor. A lot of the times I'll get in the middle of something that's really difficult and the challenge is appealing to me. And there's something else I'm doing that's challenging and it just defeats me. I just am exhausted by it. And I feel like I'll use my wife as a good example here. My wife does not like to work out like she is just not interested. She gets no personal value from it. And I love to work out. I think it's fantastic. And I think it's interesting how we have like such differing perspectives on the same activity. And I wonder, like, is there a, a drive that certain people get? I know I tend to, if something's difficult, I find joy in like the creative nature of problem solving to get around the issue. Maybe that's why I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not really sure. But like, I think there's a lot to be said about the, the difficulty level and how that uh, uh, like, connects with us or does it in that sense. Yeah, go back to the Donald Miller thing. A character is somebody who wants something mm. and overcomes conflict to get it. We we want that conflict. We want to see it in a in a story. We want to see it in our. I think we don't feel. I, it's a question, Jeff. Um, this came up a couple years ago with with some buddies, uh, some buddies uh, of mine. One of them's about my age, a little older, entrepreneur, gone through a lot. Other one's a younger guy who hasn't hasn't experienced a lot. And the question came up of, Hey, would you rather, you know, if you were going to get a million dollars, uh, at the end of, at the, uh, over 12 month period of time, you're gonna get a million bucks. Would you rather have won it in the lottery or earned it mm. from something that you did? So my older buddy, he said, I want to earn it. The other is like, I'd rather be, have it given to me. Well, <laughs> it's, but it was fair. And at first I kind of scoffed at him, but I thought, oh, no, we've experienced the challenge of something and going through and overcoming it, figuring out like you talked mm. about. And on the other side, the fulfillment is so great that, man, I, I, I would no way would I rather just win the lottery. I'd rather, I'd rather, if I had the choice, you know, have the money from something that I did. We want that fulfillment. That is what gives us purpose. And I use that word a lot. I like that fulfillment because a lot of things we mm -hmm. do, we achieve doesn't mean if I, I can go through a list of things that I, you know, achieved maybe, but were they fulfilling? Nah, they weren't. And some other things, maybe even lesser so-called achievements that were, that were really fulfilling. I mean, I, 
I want to pull uh, your book. Mm. I, I'm going to, can I switch that? It's a time for me oh, to sure. interview you. Go for it. Well, it's interesting <laughs> though. I mean, we're going to, you and I are going to do that in a couple of days, but I mean, right in your uh, beginning of your book, you said, you know, all it takes talking about the, um, you know, the concept you're, all it takes is a solid plan, a reason to wake up before the rest of society and a goal that means the world to you with those things in place, mm. then X. And that's where I come back to, you know, a goal that means the world to you. And, mm. and we say that, I find that being said on my show, I'm talking about it. And yet the testimony that I hear is there's so many people that are listening, they get it, they like it, but they don't have a goal that means the world to them. So why get up? And you, you said it in your book. Those are the must, you know, if they have that, they'll go out and do the intentional thing. But without that, I thought that with James Clear's book, everybody knows Atomic Habits, great book. It presupposes though, that you have a reason to even do those healthy habits. (laughs) And so I'm going, I I had, uh, we were talking about Jordan Harbinger, his testimony on the back of my book is something to the effect of, uh, my book is the prequel to atomic habits, you know, it's figure figure oh. out what you want back to your book, figure out that goal that means the world to you. Then here's how to put the habits in place to walk it out. But without that, if I give my, you know, the atomic habits to my teenage, I don't know, that's mean to my kids. I don't, <laughs> I don't have any that are that unmotivated, but you know, theoretically every kid kind of goes to that time, you know, give it to sure. him atomic habits. Here's how to, you know, win the world and dominate and whatever he's going to do I don't care. Can I just play a video game? You know, <laughs> we got to come back and go, how about we find a goal that means like you're in your book that yeah. means the world to you. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and in truth, man, I've got kids. That's what they're looking for. They, they, mm-hmm. they get that. They would read what your book and go, man, I get that. I'm looking for that goal. Cause right now I don't want to wake up at 5am. I don't have some big reason to now, but at least they're awoke. Oh, oh they're, they're woke. They're <laughs> awakened. They're awakened to woke too. Awakened to, I need to find something. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful that they even have that. I think that's a great starting point for some people to realize, man, I don't have some goal that is going to motivate me to give up, get up at 5am. So that's where I'll start. Let me go out and figure out something I care about enough to then put Jeff's habits in place. Um, so yeah, that's why we resonate. So we're talking. Yeah. I mean, to that exact point, the first, the name of my business when I graduated college was graduated in clueless because I was, I had, I had a college degree. I had two majors. I had all these accolades, resume ready to go tackle the world. And the only thing I had in my brain was a question mark. It was like, what do I do now? I wasn't connected to something yet. That's when I discovered personal development. My whole story, you know, drives from there. But it was this seeking. Like I was a seeker for years, just trying to figure out why am I here, what am I doing, what resonates with me, who inspires me, how do I copy them? Like all those things showed up then. And I think for me, that's that's exactly why I do the work I do today was because of that you know period of my life when I was kind of in turmoil trying to answer that question and just was never satisfied until eventually I connected a few dots and made it work. But it was, it was a journey to get there. You, I like your term of, you know, being a seeker. That's, that's, you know, maybe there's, there's a root issue right there to, to drive is Mm. being a seeker. And, and there's still a void. I feel like Jeff of, you know, why some people and why I think everybody has the ingredients per se to be totally driven. It can happen in a heartbeat. It can happen in a diagnosis. It can happen, you know, overnight in essence it can, but what brings you to that point, you know, are you a seeker? And if you're not, man, I don't know what to say. What makes some people, what made you, you know, at that point be interested because you know, for every one of you, there's some others that just, just never kind of got the 
desire to even, or the thought to seek, they just kind of took life. And I, you know, I, I look back, that's part of my book too. Look at it's genetics, you know, look at your upbringing, what you're exposed mm-hmm. to. Those things can, can happen in there. So, uh, but there's a lot of people that find, gosh, yeah, I think, I think there should be more, but man, they don't have the mindset, uh, of, of the pursuit even of the seeking. So there's a, there's an awakening there and that may still be a, maybe there's a new book for somebody where, how do you, (laughs) how do you take somebody who's not seeking and get them to seek? I think then, you know, if they're not proactively seeking, I I feel like for us who are, gosh, it sounds bad, but who have been fortunate enough, privileged enough somewhere to see people doing things. That was my dad's story. He's a, you know, near Amish kid on a farm and he just happened to see some people living a different lifestyle. Oh, they actually mm. have cars and, you know, electricity and wear nice clothes. He said, I kind of want that. It, what if he had never seen that? Maybe he'd still be on the farm, you know? Right. So I'm, I'm big on exposure these days. I want my kids exposed to things so that they yes. can have something awoken, awakened that may not be <laughs> otherwise. Oh, I love that. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about exposure by itself as just yeah. a, a means to to opportunity to even see that. Like, I mean, that was, I mean, in part to my story as well. I discovered John Maxwell, you know, very famous. Oh, yeah. You know, he was a pastor and then a public speaker, author. And when I realized, I was like, wait a minute, you can be a public speaker as a career. You can like write books and give talks, and people pay you to do this. It was this magic light bulb moment, and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do all those things right now. That just instantly excited. And that's where everything for me really took off. And it took the exposure to someone doing something that resonated with me. And I said, okay, there is something. I don't know if it's my career, but there's a lot to be said about me going in that direction and exploring what could be possible there. And so that's a big, it's a big deal. I totally agree, man. I, I would love to see, I've got a kid who just graduated high school and you know, his first thought is, well, I got to go, you know, go to college or find a career or whatever. And I'm going, dude, just go experience stuff. Just mm. go. I, I, I could only expose you to so many things. You know, right. I'm your dad. I got other things going on too. You got other <laughs> siblings, whatever. I can expose you. I've exposed you to this much. Just go. And I feel like for anybody, especially if anybody's listening to this, like, like again, reading your book and it says finding that goal that means the world to you. And they realize, I just, I don't know what it is go expose yourself, go, go experience stuff, go try stuff, go. I mean, you can do that even on, you know, documentaries on Netflix, I guess these oh, days, yeah. that, yeah. see what resonates and define, you know, my brother at some point got exposed to needs in third world countries. I mean, the least of these and sex slavery and whatever. Mm. And it was just, oh, it pulled to him and he went to Africa for a decade. Wow. I was exposed to that didn't hit me, man. It just wasn't my gig. You know, I got pulled, but I got exposed to some things that pulled me another way. And I do see that lack of exposure is really hard for people. And so maybe back to the foundation of, of seeking is just say, gosh, just, just go expose yourself. Something will resonate. I had a, a lady on the show, Lynn Twist, renowned uh, world humanitarian. Can't remember the, the name of her latest book, but Lynn Twist, and she talked about that. Just you know, go go out there and find that thing that uh, different terms, but that you know that you're passionate about is what we usually talk about. Find that thing that you're passionate about. She came at it and find that thing that breaks your heart. So my my mm-hmm. brother realized that something that broke his heart, and he went that direction. For me, it was kind of the average you know, middle class or, or whatever, a guy, I'm a guy. So I hang out with guys who was just numb in their work. 
and mm-hmm. just un- just starting to get numb and apathy and, and losing motivation. As somebody who used to be inspired and they were involved in sports and doing things that they 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 were really passionate about, whatever. And then they came over here and kind of bought into the well, you get a job, pay the mortgage, whatever. And I go, oh. That kills me. And, and I, I want to talk with them and find out what their interest is. And f- do we can figure out an opportunity. So you can do that every day. I mean, that's what I want. Why? I don't know. But thank goodness that I got exposed to something that triggered for me. And then that's been the pursuit of my life. So yeah, I appreciate your kind of mm-hmm. back to that. I'll be thinking about that, the seeker concept, because it's not... I wrote a book on drive. It's the best that I've figured out thus far. It's helping people. <laughs> it's not all figured out yet. So... No, I love that. I think there's a lot to, to explore with that one. I want our listeners to definitely get a copy of your book. Uh, I know it's available now. So I tell them you know, where they can find more about you and, and your work. Yeah. Uh, the book, What Drives You, you can find anywhere. I mean, most people know me through my podcast, Self Helpful. So type in Self Helpful, it'll come right up. Uh, and that's where they can tune in. We do four episodes a week, man. And we talk with people like you and go through what drives them and go through their message. We do a four part series, uh, on everybody, but they can find me anywhere at kevinmiller.co. Perfect. I'll have those links in the show notes for listeners this week. And, uh, Kevin, this has been amazing. There's a lot to dig into. Um, I feel the need to bring you on the show again in the, in the future to dig into more of your story. There's just, there's a lot here. We share a lot in common. I think it's, it's great stuff. So thank you for being on the show today. Hey, thank you. It's been an honor and uh, an inspiration, Jeff. And for the action step this week, pick up your copy of Kevin's new book, What Drives You. Of all the things to focus on regarding your biggest goals, knowing what motivates you is crucial to fighting through the toughest circumstances and choosing the right next project for you. Learn more from Kevin and his new book, What Drives You, his podcast, Self Helpful, and his website, kevinmiller.co. jeffsanders.com slash 503 is the place to go for the episode notes. And of course, subscribe to or follow this podcast in the awesome podcast app you're using right now. That's all I've got for you here on the 5am Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.